0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Datt, and today we are talking Reds baseball. We bring in Reds reporter for MLB.com, Mark Sheldon. Mark, the Reds signs David Hernandez to a two-year deal worth $5 million. What does the signing mean for the team right now?
0: Yeah, Alexa, they really needed uh, some stability in the back side of the bullpen last year their starting pitchers, their young rotation did not really provide a lot of innings, and it really put the onus on the back of the bullpen. A lot of young relievers got exposed, were unable to really bridge the gap from the middle to the end of the game to get to Rysel Iglesias, and and having a guy like Hernandez, who's got some experience, will certainly help. And then you you couple him with Jared Hughes, their other uh, free agent signing of the winter, they got him in December. Uh, That really does give them four strong options in the, uh, the middle to late innings. They have Iglesias, they have Hernandez, they have Hughes, and they have left hander Wandy Peralta. And that's a nice quad of pitchers they have. They're also going to have a fifth guy, whoever somebody that doesn't make the, the rotation could possibly uh, be used as a bullpen guy. Michael Lorenzen is trying for the rotation, but he's obviously a fallback for the bullpen, something he's done before, and he's a power option as well. So that's five relievers they feel pretty good about and then it really leaves us two open spots for grabs and Hernandez has a really good walk to strikeout ratio he's uh he's got some power pitches he's got a couple other pitches that he added that he can work off of besides his fastball and his curveball so uh they feel really good about what they got with him and and the price was definitely right
1: how about the rest of this staff let's talk about the rotation you wrote about how this will be a battle for the fifth spot this spring uh where do some of these guys who are fighting for that spot fit in you talked a little bit about Sal Romano and what his role is
0: yeah, right now, Brian Price kind of handicaps his first four starters as being names that everyone knows. It's going to be Homer Bailey, Anthony Discofani, uh Brandon Finnegan, all three coming back from injuries, and then Luis Castillo, who was uh, gangbusters as a rookie last year in 15 start. That leaves guys like Romano, Robert Stevenson, uh, Tyler Malley, uh, Jackson Stevens, Amir Garrett, Cody Reed. They're all going to be kind of fighting for that fifth spot. Romano himself had a really nice uh, – stretch down the, at the end. He had like eight starts with a 3.17 ERA. He did very well. Stevenson had a last good eight starts as well. He got 2.62 ERA. Those are all promising figures, and they're hoping that one of these guys can take in what they did in the second half, or one of the guys that struggled last year, like Garrett or Reed, can turn it around and really make that spot competitive. They really can see themselves having a good quality starting five, and then another quick quality starting five that backs them up at AAA Louisville. So there really is going to be a lot of battling uh, for that spot, and, and Price was not that the first four guys are locked in if somebody stinks and doesn't do well and or isn't healthy or for whatever reason pitches his way out of that that role any one of the guys i just mentioned could certainly slide in, in there and be uh capable of doing the job
1: you mentioned that uh, the top three guys are coming back from injury homer bailey brandon finnegan what does the health of these three guys mean to this team and if they're not healthy what does the team do
0: yeah that's kind of what's been killing them the last few years they've had a. Uh, Injuries in spring training in both uh, 2016 and 17. Last year they used 16 different starting pitchers. Homer Bailey had to get an elbow surgery before camp even started. Sclafani sprained his uh, elbow and ended up missing the season. And Finnegan got hurt in April, was limited to four starts. Uh, they need, especially Sclafani, out of those three. Quite frankly, they need him to be the, the the rock. He's a guy that when he is healthy is capable of pitching seven, eight, or nine innings any any day he's, he's given the ball and that's something they really lacked last year. The Reds were the – had the the Reds starters had the least number of innings thrown last season. Uh, someone like Di Scalfani can get the ball, and you know he's not going to be flashy, he's not going to throw power pitches, but he's going to give you a good, reliable, workman-like seven innings. And that's exactly what they need. That's definitely what they did not get enough of last year. And if they can do that and have enough of those starts to count on, that really does take a lot of the pressure off the bullpen. It also, quite frankly, takes the pressure off the other starters from having – guys that are you know if there's a younger guy like Castillo maybe it's okay that he goes five innings because you know that Di Scalfani's around the corner with his seven
1: all right let's talk a little bit about the future of this team I know a lot of Rez fans will ask me you know what the future of Nick Senzel is and when we can expect to see him in the majors and what position he'll play so I figure Mark you're the perfect person to ask that question to
0: that's a great question and I don't even have quite the answer to it because uh, Senzel is a third baseman by trade he's You know, MLB Pipeline rated him the second-best third baseman in all of baseball among the prospects. But they have a great third baseman that they're very happy with right now and I Eugenio Suarez. So then he's blocked at third base. They talk about giving him a chance to play short stuff. Right now they're going to go with Jose Peraza. He's not locked in as far as, you know, for the long-term future. So there's a possibility there. Second base, they like Scooter Jeanette. That's a position Senzel can play. And for the first time in his life, he's going to be given some outfield gloves. And he's going to go out and try left and right field, but they have Adam Duvall and and Scott Shevler currently in those spots and Jesse Winker. So uh, what's going to end up happening is I would not be surprised if if Senzel begins the season at Louisville. And certainly there's service time considerations as well. You don't want to start the clock on too soon, but I think he'll – Probably outplay the competition at Triple A, and they'll, they'll he'll force his way to the major leagues. And then it's just going to be a question of finding a spot for him to play. If he's got a good bat, they will find a guy that, a way to play him. There's always going to be a possibility of an injury. A guy like Jeanette, who played really well last year, could regress. Uh, any number of the guys that may not play well. There's there's always the chance for a regression from Peraza, who's still young. Uh, I think somehow, some way he forces his hand and gets a spot on the field. I just can't say where. It really just depends on on the circumstances of the season.
1: Let's play out this scenario. If Senzel, Jeanette, and Suarez are all healthy and playing really well, could you see one of those guys being traded? Or you know, is there a way that not all of them will end up on the team by the end of the season?
0: That's certainly possible. And, of course, it all depends. If the Reds can exceed expectations and be in the pennant race, they certainly might want to use a trade to, to acquire someone else. I would say Suarez is someone that they really probably view as being part of their long-term plans. Uh, I would not be shocked if he at some point – gets a multi-year deal. He's arbitration eligible for the first time this year. Jeanette's arbitration eligible for the second time. Uh, both those guys actually are unsigned, and they're going to be due for their arbitration outcome at any point. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like 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 Suarez stays. But Jeanette, being that he's not a, a groomed homegrown prospect, and he's he's not as young as uh, as some of the others, I could see that you know, he could be a trade candidate, especially with his veteran presence and things like that. But uh, they really like him, too, so I, I don't think they're in a rush to trade anybody, but they definitely have to somehow, some way find a spot for Nick Senzel when he's ready.
1: The team briefly flirted with the idea of trading Billy Hamilton, I know, earlier in the off season. Any, you know, updates on that, and what are the chances that he doesn't finish the season with the Reds?
0: I think he will finish the season with the Reds, barring a massive, uh, you know, they don't, they don't play well at all and they're not even in the race, and then it becomes a question of selling off some parts before they get – uh they get too close to free agency. Uh, Hamilton's got two more years left till he's a free agent, so he could be an attractive piece to trade. The problem with Billy Hamilton and why they haven't traded him is that, number one, they value his defense and his speed. They feel like his defense saves the pitchers uh, in terms of outs and it's obviously in terms of runs scored. But offensively, when you look at him around the league, he way underperforms as a leadoff hitter. He's got a 299 lifetime on base percentage, and that's just not cutting the mustard for anybody. But, uh, you know, they talked to the Giants uh, a lot, it seems like, this winter, especially at the winter meetings, the deal didn't work out, and the Giants ended up moving some of their more attractive pieces to get Evan Longoria, and I think that probably killed any chance of the Reds uh, moving Billy Hamilton to San Francisco. But I wouldn't rule it out. You know, teams covet speed. They could always use him in a different way than the Reds use him. They could use him primarily as a pinch runner, as a late-inning defensive replacement. Uh, I wouldn't say that a trade isn't possible, but the Reds don't have a natural center fielder Waving in the wings to take his place, unlike uh, Winker and uh, other outfielders who are more like corner outfielders. They need someone to, to, that could play that position. They don't have someone.
1: Mark, how do the Reds view what the rest of the division is, is doing right now? Because you look at the, the Cubbies and the Brewers, who look like they're gunning for it, uh, as well as the Cardinals, who added Ozuna, and uh, I know the, the Pirates were more or less selling off uh, big pieces, franchise pieces uh, there. But how do the Reds fit into the whole division right now?
0: Yeah, they they really do expect to make progress this year. Certainly, they're not um, ignorant to the fact that some major moves were made within their division. On the day their winter caravan started, the Brewers went and got Lorenzo Cain and and Christian Yelich, and that certainly raised some eyes. But the way the Reds kind of view it is they're really buying into what they have in-house already. They did not make any major off-season acquisitions short of the two relievers that I mentioned earlier. They didn't go out and get us starting pitcher like a Lance Lynn or anything like that or into the U Darvish uh, sweepstakes, they really do believe in the young pitching they have. They believe that the three veteran pitchers that are going to come back from injury are going to be healthy. And, you know, Sal Romano kind of says the whole thing with a rebuild, why not try to finish it? And they really feel confident with what they have inside. These guys are going to take the next step. They're going to grow. They're going to mature. Use the experience. They got both the good and the bad take it in 2018 and be a better team. They, they really do feel like that they want to stop talking about rebuilding and start talking about progress, and they feel like they can make progress despite the fact they're going to be in one of the more competitive divisions. The Cubs, like you said, are always perennial favorites. The Cardinals are always in the mix. They've always made improvements. Now the Brewers are showing that they're going for it. The only team in the division that's certainly not going for it is the Pirates. So the Reds are going to have a tough time making their way through this division, but they really do expect to – get out of the basement, get out of the 90 lost seasons, and really show some tangible progress in 2018.
1: All right, we'll see how that all plays out because we are just a few weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting, which is kind of crazy to say, but uh, excited for the season to start. That's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Reds edition. We're going to be back next week with a brand-new episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend.
0: Thank you.